Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. A very pleasant good Tuesday morning, everyone. Uh, post-holiday Tuesday morning. Welcome into Life Planning 101. Terry Slavens with you, joined by Angela Kennedy Robinson and Aaron Kennedy. Good morning. Good Tuesday morning. About Tuesday Monday morning. morning. Yeah. Anyway, after you have had that big announcement, but uh, happy Memorial Day, uh, post-Memorial Day. And, you know, if you've served our country, obviously there's many gratitudes that go to you. And I know in our household, we, uh, we definitely said a prayer for fallen soldiers and their families, you know, that um, are still living there and reliving those those memories. And they are so much appreciated, you know, and I think this show is just proof of that, right? We get to talk about life planning and life planning is really about people that have been successful and how to manage that success and make their life even better. And we wouldn't even have that opportunity if it wasn't for the uh, people that fight for our nation to keep us safe. So uh, it truly is appreciated. And we have a jam-packed show today, and I'm, I'm actually really excited about this show. Uh, we're going to be talking about two things. We've got uh, just a, a kind of like a words of advice. We mentioned it during all the COVID tips a few weeks ago. And then we have Aaron Kennedy on, which I know everybody is always anxious to hear from, especially with this unexpected market uh, environment that we've been experiencing in light of COVID and what the headlines are saying that this could be potentially the worst recession that Europe has ever faced. And um, of course, you know, it's a detriment to us in the U.S. of every day. Are we truly reopening or what does this mean and what does it mean for every city and every industry? And there's just so much to it. There's so much to it. So we've got a jam-packed show today. You're not going to want to miss any segment of this. But I want to start out today by telling you a little story. So I was on a coach call recently, and it was absolutely wonderful. Everybody was sharing their most significant changes that COVID-19 had forced upon their lives, some of which were extremely positive and some of which were extremely the opposite of positive just because of circumstances. And one gentleman was talking about, uh, he was in, he's in the construction business, and his construction business is in Chicago, and it has come to a full-on stop. And so he said, also, uh, to make matters worse, we were empty nesters enjoying life. And, you know, we had this flock dropped on us of all of our children again that came back home <laughs> from college. Like a boomerang. <laughs> yes. And they've moved back in with us. And after enjoying this empty nest for years, we've had to make quite the adjustment because things are a little noisy in the household (laughs) and in addition to that these are three kids that have never wanted for anything so they've been handed everything in life in a sense because that's what he wanted for them but he's come to the hard fact of reality thinking what if I don't have time to recover my business what if this doesn't turn around quick enough you know here my kids are going to these private schools How can I afford to continue to pay for their tuition? You know, much less take care of myself and my wife and our future because I'm 55 years old. 
And he said he immediately realized that things were going to have to be different for his family. So he called a family meeting, which I'm sure all the children probably love that. But, you know, they were under quarantine, so they had to show up. (laughs) Nowhere to go. Nowhere Nowhere to go. Right. And, um, you know, as one of our clients said, and I've mentioned this on the show several times, you know, he said he was going to make chicken soup out of chicken feathers. And he said, we're going to discuss the cold, hard facts of the way things are. And instead of hitting him over the head with everything, though, he said, I want you to help me build a family plan. I want you to help me figure out how we're going to get out of this and how we're going to make the most of this. And so they talked about everyone's goals, what their dreams were individually. And if they didn't, and there was one daughter specifically that didn't have a lot of goals or aspirations or dreams, but she had some passions that were real to her. They talked about the family's goals, what was important within the family, the culture to keep together, to uh, make sure happened. Then they talked about all the obstacles that were going on. He was a coach member, so obviously went through some of the tools that they use and talked about, you know, what are the potential dangers? And uh, you hear these as SWOT analysis a lot of times, right, where you talk about the threats to them. And then they talked about what opportunities there could be, even if this new world was a constant. If COVID didn't end so quickly, construction business didn't resume so quickly, what could they do? And what could each of them bring to the table to be able to help with it? And then what were their strengths as a family together, right? And he said what came out of it was an incredible masterpiece said for the first time our kids decided on their own they needed financial literacy they needed to figure out (laughs) what money was all about right and they had a lot of interest in this when i told them they may be paying for the rest of their school and selling their cars right (laughs) (laughs) this is important this is this is really important right and he said you know more so than that they wanted to know how we did it how dad and mom did it how did we start with nothing and create what we had today what stood before us before that were obstacles that seemed insurmountable each of them had memories from early on in their life that they could remember some bits of hard times but nothing really flowed together so they really wanted to know the story and what it took to get there. How, how wonderful is this? I mean, you sit here and you think about this. Everything you want to tell your kids, these kids were asking for, right? right? And that doesn't ever happen. So, you know, what they... What an opportunity. What an opportunity. What an opportunity. Turning the chicken feathers into chicken soup, so to speak. And he said they decided to make a family plan that took care of dad and mom if the construction industry didn't come back. Think about that. Powerful. How turned the tables got, I mean, for them to be able to say that. And even further, what if mom got sick or dad got sick? Or what if one of them were to die early? How were things going to look? And here were three kids in their 20s that took control of their family's future right before their dad and mom's eyes. Good stuff. Isn't that awesome stuff? Isn't that yes, awesome stuff? So the reason I bring this up is because, you know, over the past 30 years of working with people and, you know, Aaron sitting here with me, he can totally attest to this. Most children don't get involved at any level, much less that level, to the end of mom and dad's life. Like we're talking the last five years less, right? Sometimes not even until they're sick. Some children never get involved. I mean, we have a lot of clients that one kid will show up. And they'll be there for mom and dad. The others are are never there. 
And, you know, maybe you've had an experience like that. Maybe you've had an experience where you've been that kid, that one kid. Or maybe you've been the experience that you couldn't be there for your mom and dad. But you wished you could have and you didn't know how to make that happen. And, you know, there's a saying that you've heard. uh, We had a, a gentleman on the show Frank Mullins talks about transferring family legacy and he says shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations. And why does that happen? Right? Because mom and dad built it. They know what it takes to build it. Second generation grows up in it. So maybe they understand it a little bit and they can carry it on and they can even make it better. But by the third generation, they have no, no concept of what it actually took to get to that success, what sacrifices had to take place and what it meant to take risks, right? And, you know, I was listening to Stephen Furtick this morning. He was talking about the thing that's invisible is the most important thing. I mean, this is important stuff we're talking about on Life Planning 101. But if this microphone goes out, it doesn't matter what I say. No. Nobody's going to hear it, right? And that's an invisible thing, right? So it's the same concept here. The invisible is the most important thing. And isn't it funny that we celebrate the things that aren't invisible? We celebrate the least important things in life. So, you know, I praise this gentleman for having the boldness to speak up and share the story because what an incredible testimony to be able to take, you know, uh, something that's been given to them in shams and make the most of it and make something that is extremely important for the rest of his family's life for them to embrace and hold on to. So when we come back on Life Planning 101, you're not going to want to miss it. We're going to get a market update from our very own CFA, Aaron Kennedy. Segment two, Life Planning 101, right here on this Tuesday morning. Angela? Yes, and we are back. If you missed the first segment of the show, making the most out of a full nest, you're not going to want to miss it. You want to make sure and tune back in on Saturday morning or definitely listen to one of our podcasts, which are published all over the place this week. Life Planning 101. No excuse. No excuse. No excuse, right? Especially since the gyms are back opening, you can just plug it in right um but with no further ado we have our very own aaron kennedy cfa at kennedy financial services and smart money group and i know he's got all these numbers that i can't read and symbols that i can't read over here so i'm just really curious (laughs) as to what the heck he's going to be presenting on today especially with this market just keep going up in the so-called recession what is this this is the one of the most perplexing markets I think any of us have ever seen. This is just absolutely crazy. And, you know, if we can separate, we actually have to separate the market from what the economy's doing. And, you know, if we look at the market, if we look at the NASDAQ, it's actually positive. It's up 10% for the year. Isn't that wow. not unbelievable? 10%. The more you dig into the markets, the, the wider this spread becomes because, you know, some of the biggest drivers of the market are the big fang stocks, the big, big technology, Apple, Microsoft, Google, all of those. And if, if you look at those, that's 20% of the S&P 500 and 47% of the NASDAQ. That's driving the market completely. If you pull all of that out of the S&P and you look at everything as an equal weight, the market's down 15%. So those five or six stocks is, that's the whole market at this point. And it's kind of scary. Very scary. You know, if you look at small companies, they're down 25% year to date. The large cap value's down 35% year to date. And the NASDAQ's up 10. What? 
in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite the discrepancy. Yeah, so if you didn't jump in on March 23rd, the big tech stuff is absolutely run away. And it's crazy. So for some numbers, moving back to the economy. Last year, we had 1.6 million people unemployed. Last week, we had 2.6 million. (laughs) Last week, per week, we have 25 million or uh, if we adjust it seasonally, 23 million people unemployed. We have no idea how this is going to affect. You know, actually, on the on May 17th, Powell came out and said, we're going to have somewhere between 20 and 30% drop in GDP, a loss in GDP for the second quarter. Last week, Atlanta Fed came out and said, no, let's revise that to 43%. Mm. Wow. One quarter. Wow. That's absolutely crazy. So, you know, we have to have the economy to work before stocks will work. It's a very tricky thing because when we're investing, we're always looking into the future. And right now, if you look at the market and how far it's come up, we're looking at the future that this does not happen. The 43 does not happen. The unemployment does not happen. And second half of the year, we just get back to normal. And that's very, very possible. But how? We have California saying, no, we're not going to open up until next year. Right. You know, uh, how many people do you know that's still scared to go outside? We've got to get outside. We've got to get back in our cars. We've got to get back on airplanes. We've got to start using our, our resources or this second half recovery is not going to come. And you know, and I don't, I don't see that being possible. Um, you know, being in a, a an industry that we do travel a bunch, and travel being postponed through the end of August. Now we're already into the second half of the year, and things yes. are not not yet moving. So, you know, with that being said, you know, a, a question that we're getting, I think, a lot is is the market overpriced? And it's interesting these statistics that you brought out because. There are parts of it that you could say that, but there's parts that appear to be still in a great opportunity mode of being able to purchase things on sale. Do you feel that way, or do you think we still have further to go before we can say that? Oh, that's a great question. So right now, the market's kind of stabilized. Today's a big day, but it's been basically flat, up, down, up, down, up, down for the last couple of weeks. And... If you can get away from the most expensive parts of the market, they're still fantastic deals and they're getting better. You know, the the cheapest stocks are still getting cheaper. Small company, if we can find good, small quality companies, they are on sale right now. But as a whole, as a whole, the market is more expensive today than it was in February when we were all complaining that the market cannot do this at this price. It's too expensive. Well, guess what? We're more expensive today. And that's not taking in negative earnings. That's looking into the future that everything gets back to normal earnings. So things are expensive. Yeah, so if they're expensive and, you know, and obviously we've got this new norm that I think, you know, you're looking in, and as a CFA, and I, I've, I've been reading a lot about big pension managers moving 
quite quite a bit of money in and out of different holdings that they've held for years right yes and so as you're looking at that today and and you're talking about these things on on sell are you finding reason to be able to move out of some overpriced areas into some underpriced areas or is it time just to hold dry powder and wait for a a better day for some of these uh, stocks or, or what's the strategy behind that i think absolutely you hold some dry powder the last time we were on here, you were talking about the new normal, how, how we're accelerating into this new life that we're having mm-hmm. using technology and the absence of real estate. And this just accelerated that. So if you can find a way to get out of old economy stuff and move into new economy stuff for a portion of your portfolio, it's actually safer today. Wow. That's Who would have ever thought place, that, yeah. right? It's a safer place to be. It's expensive, but it's probably safer during this pandemic because it's still going to be used. Yeah. Still going to be on our computer, still going to be on our phone, no matter how long we're trapped in the house. We just may not be able to pay our phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It takes me back to the day when I was at a gas station. This is when I was in college, and we still had the little, you know, flip phones. They're brand every. Oh no, we had those Nokia's. They were right. pretty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I remember seeing this person talking on their little Nokia, and they were literally digging for change in their cup holder to go pay their gas. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what an interesting time. Well, we're in it again. What's important? Uh, what's most important? Well, when we come back here on Life Planning 101, you don't want to miss more from our CFA, Aaron Kennedy. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX KDNY. Angela? Yes, and we've had quite the show. Uh, we started out with making the most of a full nest. If you're an empty nester and you've got your kids back at home, what you can do and make sure and go back and listen to that if you missed it. And uh, the second segment, we had Aaron Kennedy talking about the discrepancy in the market where <laughs> if you take out the big fang stocks and a few more, we actually are down about 15%. So does that mean things are really overpriced or not and i recommend going back and listen to that and without further ado we want to make sure and give him plenty of time to to be able to talk about you know what he's doing because i know you know one of the things you talk about aaron is a lot is is being active in the portfolios you know the buy and hold strategy is obviously something that has been debatable for years Uh, a lot of uh, retirees have thought that that is the only way to invest money and i know a lot of retirees are probably sitting there thinking today well if i buy and hold am i just buying and holding to wait for another market downturn or should i you know how can i be actively moving things around uh to be able to make sure that that we're taking advantage of this and uh you've worked really hard over the years to have a, a process in place to be able to hedge that no matter which direction because we Nobody, I think, has a crystal ball. That's the problem, right? And isn't that what we always are, are talking right. about? Anybody that claims they do, warning. Um, <laughs> so, right. so why don't you talk a little bit about um, what you're doing with, with the process and, and uh, how are you actively managing these portfolios during this time? I think you brought up something really important, the buy and hold. And that is very important. But when you look at it, you don't have to buy and hold the same thing. You know, if you look at it as the market as a whole, you know, yes, you want to be invested almost all the time because you can't time it. Who would have known March 23rd we'd have turned around this quickly? Nobody did. No. I'm trying to think. I don't think anybody called it perfectly. And that's reading tons of publications and everything else. Nobody did. That was 
It was a horrible, horrible day. And all this, this news was coming out about unemployment, about shutting down the economy, how this was going to do, in just blink of an eye. So if you had gotten scared and tried to time it, uh, you lost out. You absolutely lost out. So when we go back thinking about holding cash or buying and holding, we always want to have the, the mindset that we want to be in the market. If you're out of the market, you need to be out of the market because you're greedy. Think about that. Not fearful, but you need to be out thinking greed. How can I get into something that's going to make me a bunch of money? Where can I go get the best prices? Not world is falling apart. It's how can I turn this opportunity into something great for me over the long term? And if you can go into it with that kind of mindset, you know, you can usually do pretty good. But you never know what's going to happen, and you need to have the market being able to push the majority of your portfolio forward. So even if you look at today, if you have 75% of your money working for you, or you have 75% in stocks, 25% in bonds, you know, you are getting the majority of this big market turnaround. You got the majority of the big turn uh, downturn, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was the scary part. But you, you don't know when it's going to turn. You know, and, and if you have the mindset, okay, these are the parts that are really overvalued and this is what's beat up, you can maneuver your portfolio to try to take advantage of some of these downturns and these really cheap parts of the market that eventually will turn around. We don't know when, but eventually it will. You mentioned something really critical there. You said, let it be for the reason agreed. And interestingly enough, when we learn about behavioral science, it teaches us that fear is a more powerful emotion than greed, right? And so how do retirees do that? How do they have the opportunity to get that mindset? I think you have to have help. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's going against every single instinct that's been bred into you since we were living in caves, <laughs> smoked out caves. That's what kept us alive, you know? <laughs> So you have to go against your own nature to be able to do that. Mm. And, it, and it's almost impossible. That's how we invest across the whole spectrum. So we take advantage of people when they're, they're fearful, and we take advantage of them when they're greedy. Yeah. And if we all had the right mindset, we wouldn't be able to do that. You know, the market would be priced perfectly, and it's not. Right. So... We make money off of people doing the wrong thing. <laughs> Not so, our clients. Yeah, sounds like a, a bad deal, but in reality, it's, you know, it's a market that climbs a wall of worry. And I think, you know, you said it, getting help is the most powerful thing. I know uh, we've worked really pro uh, hard to have a process in place so that people um, are able to sleep when the market goes down 30%, not blink an eye, because they know where the next three years of income is going to come from. And they can let the rest of their portfolio do this and be actively managed and, and stay ahead for the future. So that's extremely powerful. And if you don't have someone helping you with that, you need to have somebody helping with you that. And I think this market's giving you a second chance um, right now. So, you know, make sure that you're, you're getting that help. That's key. And obviously we're here. That's why we do this show. <laughs> Life Planning 101 with Kennedy Financial Services. With that, I uh, want to thank Aaron for being on the show with us today. Thank all of our listeners. God bless everyone. And God bless all of our troops and fallen soldiers again for uh, what you've done for this nation.
And uh, have a great week, and, and we'll see you next week on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.